Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Um, Excited for today's conversation. We're doing a wellness-type focus conversation, but again, wealth and wellness are very much intertwined in our lives, so I'm sure some of that will be covered as well. I am joined by a special guest today. Uh, Our special guest on the podcast is Fran Watson. Fran has coached hundreds of women to come back to themselves, to discover their own path, to dream for themselves, to reach beyond their doing roles, to truly being, and then being on purpose, finding their bigger life, whatever that is for them. Fran is a certified transformation coach with Awaken International. She's a master teacher of the art of feminine presence and is a licensed practitioner with the Centers for Spiritual Living. So very excited to have you on, Fran. That's lots of lots of knowledge that you have that you can bring. And so I'm excited for this conversation. Um, and before we get started, do you want to share just a little bit more about your background and what brought you to be doing this work that you do, Fran? Sure. I felt, um, I think my whole life has led up to the work that I'm doing now. It took me a while to discover this larger purpose for myself, but I used to be a a publicist in the film and television business. That was my career from, oh, about 15 years, like a long time. I'm going to date myself really fast on this podcast. So anyways, I was one for a long time and it was a really great job. I did it and everyone used to look at all the interesting people I met and the things and that I got to do and, and be envious of me. And I always knew that it was cool, but it got exhausting after very many years. And I just really needed something different. And I got to the place that if I had to write another press release, I I say this all the time, I would stick needles in my eyes. Like there just became the sameness to it all. And I was really starving inside. I was starting to feel this low-grade depression. Um, I was super, super busy, but not feeling fulfilled. And I think that's sort of an epidemic in our culture is this place of low-grade depression where we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing to pay the bills, to um, meet our commitments, to um, take care of our families and all of that. But there's this hungry other aspect of our being and it feels like something's off and it starts to either show up in our health, our wealth, as you pointed out so Clearly, sometimes a crisis unfolds, um, a relationship breaks up or what have you. Um, And in my case, um, 
I've had my share of crises that I ran into, but for the most part, they showed up as burnout where I really, I, I did it to myself a number of times where I get so exhausted, I could barely get out of bed. And even though I had one of the more interesting jobs in the world, honestly, at the time, and gained some renown for it, um, it just exhausted me. And I, alongside all of this, I've always been a spiritual pursuits person. I just um, really, really always wanted to be somebody who was diving deeper and understanding myself and why I do what I do and how I had ended up with uh, uh, being married and divorced by tw age 24 <laughs> and why I was continually kissing a lot of frogs over a 20 year period. And, um, you know, so I had a lot of curiosity about all of those things. And so always engaged in my own healing journey. So over the years, I accumulated a lot of knowledge and experience, but when it all started to come together was in around 2013, I would say, I discovered the, the art of feminine presence, which is a body of work uh, created by a woman called Rachel Jane Groover. And a friend of mine was held one of the first circles. Uh, it was a group, a weekly group. Uh, so we were doing that um, every Monday night. And it was that body of work that absolutely got me to feel what it was like to be in my own body in the moment. So not always outside of myself, striving, working, efforting, trying to make something happen to get someone to see me, to pay attention to me, to feel heard, to feel like I mattered, to feel like I had value. All of those things were always so externally driven for me. And this, this body of work and some fairly simple but profound practices over a period of time just made such a difference in my being. And I, I decided I wanted to teach this. And so in 2015, I took the teacher training and then it, it never looked back. That became essentially all I ever wanted to do. Uh, now I've deepened the work became a practitioner at the centers for spiritual living that you mentioned. And so I've become a student of the conscious creation process, metaphysics. And uh, you and I were talking a little bit about that before we started, but that idea that we have more power than we imagine to create the lives that we want. It takes some awareness of how it all works. And one of the things that I love to talk about is that idea that we, just by coming back to our body, literally as women, um, and understanding how we uh, operate differently than men, not better, not worse, but just differently, if we can come into that aspect, um, we actually have a ton more energy, a ton more power, uh, a lot more ease and flow and grace, and achieve just as much. I mean, you're a master of that yourself. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, your story and kind of your transition of what, you know, the change you brought about in your own life and then wanting to go ahead and then share that with other women. Cause what you were describing, it is so prevalent, like that whole, you know, not feeling fulfilled. 
um, the burnout. Like I think so many people and so many women can relate to that. Um, So I love that we're having this conversation because hopefully women out there that might be experiencing that right now or have um, that maybe it it inspires them to kind of see things differently or look at things differently. So um, a little bit more about that than you said, like the art of feminine presence, um, talking about presence, like what, what is that then? Like, can we talk about share with listeners, you know, what is that exactly? Absolutely. So Presence has a variety of different meanings. There's the presence under the tree. Um, and that's not what I'm talking about, although it can manifest those ultimately. Um, there's also the presence that someone like Eckhart Tolle will talk about, which is deeply important. Um, and I use that word a lot as well, that idea of just presence, that stillness within. And then there's the feminine version of that and that presence that Um, When a woman walks into a room and eyes go to her, not because she's particularly beautiful, although she might be, but there's this sense of ease and a glow when she walks into the room and she can hold that positive attention and people are drawn to her. There's that magnetic energy, that grace and that flow. And some people naturally have it and others have had it squelched out of their being, or it hasn't been there uh, as naturally. And yet we can learn it. It's something that we can learn when we start to become more comfortable with this idea of being in the body. So what I, you know, when people are going into networking or to job interviews or um, a meeting with their bank manager or on, on their first date, so many of us are just doing that from the head up, like we're speaking from the neck up or the chest up, like our hearts included, but we exclude the whole lower half of our body. We're not absolutely in. We're just so nervous that we pop out and we live somewhere in this bubble above our head. And we talk from there and it sounds like, hi, Kaylee, (laughs) in this really uh, tight, nervous space that does not inspire um, confidence. It does not, it's not attractive. It, It comes across as inauthentic and brittle and uptight and nervous. And people, now we can all be nervous, like, Was I nervous coming to talk to you today? Maybe a little bit, but I know to come back into my body. There's a way to do that that allows us to settle into the belly and relax into the chair and get grounded so that I'm speaking from a lower part of my body. And in that way, even if I'm nervous because this is important to me and I want to make an impact, I want to share what I have to offer, but when I'm speaking from my head bubble, people just kind of turn off. It's between a husband and a wife. It sounds like nagging nah, 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 from the top of the head or when we're talking to our children. Um, and sometimes when we speak from our heart, it's great, but there's a gushing energy that comes from there that isn't anchored in the belly. And so those are some of the things that when a woman walks into the room and she's anchored deeper in her body, She just 
she doesn't have to say much, but she can hold that positive space. And that's a presence that makes a difference between people wanting to do business with us, people wanting to engage, to continue a relationship with us, or go the alternate would be to go on a nervous energy drama ridden stress ride. Nobody wants that. Well, if they do, I don't want to hang out with them. (laughs) I want a more peaceful, authentic connection. And that is that idea of presence that I'm referring to. So there's a, an alignment, an inner alignment, and it shows in the way we walk, in the way we talk, in the way we listen, in the way we exude our energy. And there's a feminine way of doing that and a masculine way of doing that that's more natural for each gender, for 95% of the gender. And it doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is particularly, but they say about 95% of women will express their femininity in a certain way and men will express theirs in a different way. So they're more across the shoulders and in the chest and they, and more mental. And so the top part of their body leans in and has this direction. And for women, it's lower in the body, more physical, more across the hips and belly, a little bit more flow, a little more engagement, a little more sensuality. And I'm not talking about sexuality per se. I'm talking about the five senses and being engaged Um, with the physical world around us versus the mental world. And it doesn't mean we're not using our minds. Of course we are. But with all of that energy aligned and connected up, we work from a place of flow and inspiration and generosity. And um, things are just so much easier when we work from that place for, for women. Men, but a lot of women in our culture, and you may know this from the business that you're in, are working like men because that's what we've been taught. So we have to dress a certain way, even though we may put our clothes on and put on our nail polish and our eyelashes and all that, but we're still driven and driving um, from the top up and mentally and trying to keep up from that place instead of in that more relaxed state that says, I can have a beautiful office, I can have flowers. I can have a sense of being at one with myself and um, engage in some conversation that's more um, caring and connected. It's all the things that you're doing, right? You're engaging that aspect and that is allowing your business to flourish, right? And so that's what is such a big missing piece for so many. Yeah. So it's the energy through which we do things that changes that level of burnout. Okay. That's uh, we experience. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like everything you're describing, it's not something I was even familiar with or aware of. Um, You know, I've heard of obviously feminine masculine, but how you describe it um, and, and presence, you do such a good job of describing it, but I like, I like how you touch on too that masculine versus feminine and, and you're right, especially in, some of these fields, like I felt like that was where I was a lot during the start of my business and building my business. And, um, it took like, you know, when COVID hit and working from home and, 
and being outside of that environment where I wasn't around as much as that of that masculine energy, where I, I think kind of came more into my own. And that's when I felt like a lot more comfortable and at ease and, and the, you're, you're right. Everything is kind of, it flows. It just feels right. It feels a lot more natural. Um, but I think sometimes in these environments, especially when it is heavy masculine energy, my, my industry is, um, predominantly men. So it's just what you're around and then you, you sort of like mimic it or, or you think that that's the way you're supposed to be. And, and they're, you're told that's the way you're supposed to be. So you're like, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this, but like, it doesn't feel good to, to have to do it that way. And and to think I'm supposed to be pushing and selling and, and like, ugh, ugh. right. It's not our natural way. It doesn't mean that we aren't successful doing it, but it just costs us so much more. Yeah. It is exhausting for the feminine to work that way. Um, And so we have to find ways to come back and recognize that when I walk, what what I wear, those kinds of things, and how I feel aligned within myself and where I put my attention when I'm speaking, I have to stop and anchor much more deeply in my body. And these are simple. Like I said, they are such simple things um but in our culture no one taught us this they didn't I mean I didn't know these things and I worked my guts out over and over trying to figure it out beating my head against a wall being quote-unquote successful but never feeling fulfilled or and and it's not even like well how do I want to put this it's like yes there's money that comes in and money that goes out but a lot of people have that income coming in, but they feel like if they there's no connection to themselves as they're earning it, and that feels very depleting. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel rewarding. And depression, and when you're supposed to feel good, achieving all those things, the, the list yeah. that we all have, and it doesn't work, Cause I still feel like this. I hit the top of my industry. I, you know, I click, click, click. And here I am by myself at the end of the day going, yay me. That's, that's, that's not what we're designed for. No. We're designed to feel joy. And um, so uh, I realize I like another great analogy for the masculine feminine that I want to just underline. So people really understand it. It's like the energy that's, you can get your groceries in a variety of different places, right? So you can get them at Costco. You can get them at Safeway or Sobeys or a mainstream supermarket, or you can go to the farmer's market. So which energy is which? Which is feminine? Which is masculine? Which is neutral? Neutral being kind of uh, asexual in the middle, just not much going on. We're just doing our list. Most of us go to Costco, got to save money, and I do, but the days I love shopping the most are when I go to the farmer's market, where I can smell the vegetables and the fruit when I walk in, and there's all these gorgeous colors, and there's flowers, and there's boutiques, and there's all that homemade juicy there's crafts there's all of it there and it's just like a feast for the senses that's the feminine costco would be 
utilitarian, functional, awesome in its own way. Like I love me a Costco run, but, and then neutral is kind of that place in the middle. It's like, Oh, got to go and get groceries. Here it is. Check, check, check. Right. So the neutral is where a lot of us actually hang out. We think that we're doing mostly masculine and in your industry, that's probably true. But a lot of us who are putting on the mom pants and getting the kids dropped off to kindergarten or school and coming back at the end of the day, and we just throw in on our, our yoga, like I say, the yoga pants or the leggings and a, and a baggy sweatshirt, we're in neutral. We're not doing masculine either. We're just doing this neutral thing. And that is the source of great low-grade depression too. Yeah. When we're disconnected and we're just living the list and the role, but we're not in either of those sexual essences, the masculine or the feminine. And that's really draining. How can we then, like, what are ways just in day-to-day life then that we can find ourselves more than in the feminine or doing the feminine like that, that would realistically, you know, that we can ease into this. And especially because mm-hmm. what you're pointing out, you're like, oh, wow, it's interesting. It is just little things that we do day to day that you wouldn't even really think of or realize. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I, I, for myself, the key is to really think about the roles I'm playing in my life. So the mother, I'm a mother to a 14 year old and a lot, he was about four or five when I first came across these practices, maybe even a bit younger, but, and I was really struggling. I I didn't share this at the beginning, but it's also part of my story was that I had achieved finally after my first marriage ended at 24 and I met my current husband um, at 39 we had, we got married and I had a baby at 43 and I thought, awesome. I've, I've got it made. I've got my man. I've got my baby. I'm a miracle story. I'm so happy. And, t- and then I stopped kind of paying attention and I was doing all the things that a good mother should do, uh, making sure I, he had the right toys, the right food and, um, you know, that we got out and we did the, this mom and baby yoga and whatever, but, um, and there was food on the table every night, but at a certain point there was nothing coming back in for myself. I was feeling really desperately lonely. I think this is more common than people admit, um, that it can be very isolating and I was starving to death spiritually. I'd stopped. I thought all I ever wanted was a a decent career and a man and a baby or a family. And I would be, well, no, that is not true. And so I had to, that's when I came across these practices, these feminine essence practices. But what I came, became aware of is that I was not in my body. I was in neutral all the time. So the list that I was making, I want everyone. So talking about practical things are we live by lists don't we i mean you got your list every day and you measure your success by how many things you checked off but are you on it the things that bring you pleasure like what is pleasure uh um and some kind of time to do nothing some 20 minutes to half an hour 
at least once a day if possible. And I, even I struggle with that, even though I preach in all the time, it's a, it's a challenge for busy women with families in particular um, to take that space and to do um, a short meditation uh, or a reflection. I, you know, not meditation isn't for everyone, but some form of reflection, some journaling, some kind of inner time where they just stare into space or do something that brings them pleasure and joy. So what is that for you? For some, it is moving the body and stretching. For others, it is journaling or going for a gentle walk. For some, it might just be having a bath on their own with a shower, but contemplating myself as an important part of the things that I want to take care of today. And what is that? And it must be something that brings me pleasure. I remember when Angus, my son, was really little, I, I was working with a coach and she said, I want you to take one day off where you're not doing any laundry. Like, obviously you have to take him to daycare and back, but like, you're not doing anything for anybody else, just you. And I couldn't believe how hard that was to even contemplate, let alone do. But I'm going to throw it out as a challenge to yeah. contemplate what would it be like to have a day with no commitments in it just to check it out and see yeah absolutely so yeah. that's when those wife role like the wife role this is what a good wife does i mean the laundry should be folded our perfectionism is extremely damaging and so what would it be like to just do something that wasn't on a list to follow my nose for a day to follow my nose in in relationship i think a lot of men and their frustration with us as women is there's no spontaneity anymore. It's all just, this is what we do. Supper's on the table. Oh, got to run to soccer. Um, and then we, we watch two shows and collapse. And I'm guilty of all of that. Totally. But what about not doing the same thing? Driving to work a different way or doing something different with our family, allowing some spontaneity and, and that rises up from the belly. So if we're in the lower half of our body, we can start to sense and feel things more different, more completely um, and be guided by our gut much more than our head, but it's living from a different part of our body. So that's, that's um, one or two little things, but the idea of receiving energy versus giving all the time. That's a whole nother topic, Kaylee, but um, I would love for people to examine how, if they're in balance and their output in incoming on a scale of one to 10, where are you in this cycle of, in the circuit? Cause it is a circuit that needs to be running fully incoming outgoing incoming outgoing and where's your incoming coming from yeah where can it be coming from that like if you're it's like you're a mom so you're like giving to your children and if you're working with clients in your job then you're giving to that like so then those are a lot of like outgoing energy so how do we bring it back in well first of all there's a simple little practice and I'll just do it with you right now and for anyone who's listening, they can do this with me and um, just be aware of it, that a lot of times the circuit is broken because we're so focused on giving that we don't actually realize that there's all energy all around us all the time because we are energy beings. We are made of energy. 
So the receiving is a decision to allow it in, to actually focus on receiving. The idea of receiving, opening our bodies to receiving, opening our field to receiving. The reason we're over giving most of the time is because we think that if we give enough, we'll get something back. That's the deal, right? You, I give, you give me back. But it doesn't always work that way. And it doesn't always come from the places that you think it's going to be. Certainly, it doesn't always come back from our kids in the way we want it to. <laughs> <laughs> How many were thrilled with their Mother's Day? I would like to take a test on that. But nature is always giving to us. Our friendships, if they are, if they are true friendships, there's a circuit there. But notice how many times people pay you a compliment and you say, oh, thanks, you too. Or um, there's this on, there's a way of batting it away before we fully allow it in. So I actually teach full practices on how to give and receive a true appreciation. Okay. It's really tricky to truly give somebody something that they will allow in, like a truly open heart that is receiving the gifts that are coming in, they have to actually allow themselves to be a little bit vulnerable. And most of us won't do it. So that's another little source of burnout, just flagging that. But the simple practice that I'm just share with you right now is just this, it's like, it's very simple, but I just want you to do this with me. I'm going to give you an inst- three instructions. Okay. Open to receiving. So notice what that's like to make a decision to open to receiving. Noticing what it feels like in your body. Noticing what changes within you when you just decide I'm going to open. And now close to receiving. Notice what happens to your body now. What does it feel like just in your mind, your system? There's this muscle that just kind of goes shuts down and now open to receiving and uh for those who are listening there's a nodding head going yeah i get this i do i felt it when you said like when you said like closed it did feel like something contracting yes and almost like your your breathing and everything like sort of close like closes in versus open it just felt like a, a relief or like very light and, and open. Yeah. So it's a decision we make, right? But we're not aware that most of the time we're walking around in that neutral, in the, in, in the uniform, the beige uniform Yeah. that's got my list. I'm head down, butt up. I'm working, I'm doing, I'm getting all my stuff done, but I never let anything in all day. I didn't look someone in the eye and smile at them. I didn't uh, wave when someone let me in. I didn't think about gratitude. Gratitude is a great way of receiving. Yeah. Um, I, I know everyone talks about it all the time. And so it seems like sort of like, yeah, as soon as you hear gratitude, it's like, yeah, yeah, know that. But it is another form of receiving. Um, but to be out in the world and have our eyes open, our senses open, to connect with the smells. So opening up our senses. So when I said open to receiving, I'll wager you started to feel a bit more spacious. There's a sense of every cell in your body going, huh, 
if you were outside and open to receiving, you would smell more, you would taste more, you would see more, you would see the green trees, you would see the flowers, you would see because that's the feminine essence opening up the senses. And we need that to feed our soul. And it's the whole universe was designed to feed us and for us to also bring our gifts and talents out. So that's the circuit, but most of us are missing it in the form of loving compliments and looks and eye contact and warm hugs and you know, COVID, we were all shut down. And so there was a lot of clothes to receiving. And now we're all kind of coming back out and going, this is weird, but we're, <laughs> How do I we're do getting this? Yeah. Right? So, so that's a practice that I just wanted to share because it's simple, but it's a decision. It's a muscle that we use just like every other form of exercise. You, you push like a weight and then you, you expand and contract, expand and contract, you breathe in, you breathe out, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice until it just becomes natural to you, and you're, you're able to do it. And then the other thing that I offer um, as a, just a simple practice, I know that we must be, I've been going on, so we must be getting closer. Yeah, I love that. I just have, yeah, it's, I just enjoyed this conversation, so I'm like, oh, I'm learning so much. Okay. Well, it's, it's so simple, but we just haven't been taught this. Yeah. So the last thing is just a simple tune in, and I offer this on my website, so it's a, a, a 10 minute a little reflection or tune in, I call it a tune in, it's a path to presence. Um, but it is uh, an opportunity to just sit down. So anyone can do this. And I invite everyone, I, if I don't know what's going on, I'm spinning in my day, I'm dithering, I can't make a decision. I'm, I, I, I think there must be others that feel that way uh, more than just myself. But most of the time, if I sit down for about five to 10 minutes and I notice what am I feeling in my body? What are the sensations in my body? Oh, my gut's tuning. Oh, my eyes hurt. Oh, I've got sore throat or the back of my neck is so tight. And I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just noticing. Or, oh, my heart is racing. Or, oh, my thighs are clenched. Just simple observations about my physical state. Again, not with an intention to fix, but with an intention to be aware of what is happening in my body. The first way of coming back to our body is actually to notice it okay. from the inside, like being inside my hands. What is it like to be inside my fingers? Not just the touch on the outside, which is also important, but what is this, where is the buzz of life force that's moving through my body? What's going on there? So there's that. And then what am I feeling? What, emotions am I feeling right now most of us don't know we're feeling a lot more than one most of the time okay so what do I feel right now oh I didn't stop long enough to notice that like my mother passed away in 2020 and it would sneak up on me that I was being grumpy and spinning and unable to focus on my work and all of a sudden I realized I'm missing my mother I sat down and did this tune in and realized my heart was kind of sore to the touch even. And, oh, missing her. And then I could just feel it for a few minutes. 
90 seconds is what most of us need to feel a feeling to not run away from it, not to say, oh, that's not okay to feel that way, but just to simply be with ourselves a couple of minutes, had my little cry, my release, and I was free again from that trap I was spinning in. But some of us spend years in that space. Um, And then the last part of it is just feeling the space around the body, uh, about an arm's length out and just noticing what's happening there. And then given how I'm feeling in those three areas, what do I want? What's going on in my body? What do I need? Oh, I'm like in that moment that I was sharing about my mom, I needed a, a I needed to cry. Yep. That was it. And to feel, um, I needed some solitude. The answer might be, I need to talk to a friend. I need, um, I want a massage, uh, I want to find a financial expert, uh, you know, like whatever is going on in our lives yeah. that, that there's the answer is within us if we stop for five to 10 minutes and breathe. So that can be a morning ritual that I can offer. If you're not a journaler, if you're not a meditator, this is a form of that, that you can be guided through that just allows you to connect to yourself. And that is a great start to presence. Truly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And then that, yeah. And that presence and like you said, in the grounding, and that's when we're in our full authentic selves and, and that's where we're meant to be. That's where we're meant to be operating from. Yeah. So descending roots down into the earth. This is typical Eastern, Eastern Qigong's teaching, but sending roots down, grounding, feeling ourselves as part of nature, not separate from nature, sending those down coming into the belly. I spend hours teaching this stuff, but I'm giving you super little nuggets of it, but just that. And then noticing, 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 opening to receiving. And a lot can change just from that, those simple things. Amazing. I love it. I love all those nuggets that you shared with us. I think anyone listening to this, um, it'll be highly beneficial because these are the first time I'm hearing these things. So obviously it's new to me. It's not a repeat of material or anything like that. We've heard on the podcast. So, um, I love it that, that opening being open and, um, cause yeah, sometimes as women, it just feels like we give, 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 and nothing comes back and, and we're depleting ourselves. And to think that that's what we can do is we can just be open and we can go for a walk in nature and have that be the source. Maybe it isn't like, or maybe I'm not going to get it back for my eight-year-old child yet, but, <laughs> but there's other ways and there, there are ways that we can actually access. So I love this conversation. Thank you so much, Fran. Um, but yeah, to be mindful of time, I, I mean, I could chat with you all day. Um, I'll include, <laughs> I'll include um, in the show notes, what Fran um, mentioned as well, links to those resources. Um, so anyone can absolutely feel free to read reach out to Fran. She's a wealth of you know, knowledge experience. And this has been, yeah, such a great conversation. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Definitely check the website. There's uh, free consultations on there and this gift of a meditation that will, which has changed my life. So I just offer it to anyone who wants that. And uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be with you. I just loved our time together. Absolutely. I want more of you. let's do it again okay thank you so i'll include that in the show notes thank you everyone for tuning into this episode and goodbye for now 
I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.